It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's happening, party people? Hour number two, VSIN's primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino, Vegas, the place to be this weekend. Uh, once again with the Raiders game, EDC. Oh, yeah. Kelly going to have himself a night. It's Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Hope you uh, are enjoying sports and your bets look like they're going to be winners, at least at this point. Of course, baseball begins in about seven minutes. So we wanted to uh, just remind, if you wanted to get in in baseball bets, it is happening at Houston at Minute Maid. Game mm-hmm. six, Astros up 3-2, to two, a possible closeout tonight. Uh, opportunity for the Astros. Red Sox will have something to say about that, though. Nathan Eovaldi on the hill for the Sox. And Luis Garcia gets the nod for your Houston Astros, man. Schwarber, Hernandez, Devers, Bogarts, Martinez, Verdugo, Arroyo, Renfro, and Plawecki on uh, for the one through nine there for Boston on the Houston side of things. Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Correa, Tucker, Guriel, McCormick, and Maldonado. And really, you look down the you look down this Astros lineup, and really only Martin Maldonado has been the only guy that hasn't hasn't really contributed in the postseason. All of these guys have been swinging really, really hot bats over the course of the entire postseason. And, you know, again, it's it's one of those interesting things tonight is, is you know, Eovaldi, pretty good season, pretty good pitcher. They're going to be able to continue on with that. As we sit right now at DraftKings, minus 120 on the Astros, even money. 
on the Red Sox. We got a total of nine shaded to the over. The under you're getting even money on the run line plus one fifty five if you want the Red Sox at uh, minus a run and a half, minus one eight, uh, minus one eighty if you want the uh, Astros at plus a run and a half. And then uh, look at these player props, Gil, which were pretty interesting, right? Like this is one of the this is one of those where, again, how long do you think these pitchers are going to pitch? Because this is, with it being an elimination game for the Red Sox, we're seeing some big adjustments here because obviously, you know, if Alde gets in any sort of trouble, they're probably going to get him out of there rapidly. All hands on deck. Yeah. It is only three and a half for Eovaldi is his strikeout problem tonight, right? And so that tells you by traditional projection systems, if you went off of his yearly numbers and what he averages per start and all things like that, like you'd have him like, Right at six, right? It's like it's kind of comes in like 5.95 or something like that. So you're really looking at a huge adjustment here because of the game and the situation. If you believe Eovaldi goes in and has himself a night, then this is a no brainer over, right? Like a 10 out of, like if you were ranking prop bets on a scale of one to 10, this would be a 10 if you think he's. I mean, here are his last, what is this, last nine or 10 of the regular season? These are strikeout totals 10, 6, 7, 7, 9, 8, 9, 8, 0, 7. But yeah. all of them, yeah. with the exception of that one, yeah, you're right. So yeah, without exception. So, like, literally, if you if, if you think he has just anywhere close to a normal start, then this would be a, like a level ten type prop for you, you know? Because I mean, it's just so incredibly low for a guy like him to have a three and a half on a on a strikeout total. But if you think this Astros lineup gets to him early tonight, well, then you know, then this is just not a bet. I would still pass. So I this was this would be an over or pass type play, right? I don't think you want to come in on the under on a three and a half because even a guy like Ivaldi. Even if he had, let's say he even does get roughed up, Gil. Like it's it's not crazy for him to have four strikeouts in two and two thirds before he gets before he gets pulled. You yeah. know, so I think it's an over or pass type situation for that, and and certainly it, I think it's a pretty strong overlook. I can't imagine him getting getting pulled before three and some change unless this uh, Astros team just really really goes off on him. I think if I made any bet, I would actually go Red Sox first five on Ivaldi and lay the minus one nineteen on that. I don't want to. Uh jinx your bet, though, because I know you got uh, Astros futures here. By the way, here are your adjusted series prices now with both series at 3-2 to two through five games in the AL. You can get the Red Sox at plus 340 to come back and win the last two games of this series. Plus 340. The Dodgers got off the schneid in a big way last night. They just absolutely opened up to opened up a can. Chris Taylor, three can home runs. What did they open a can of, Gil? Uh, streaming. <laughs> streaming. Uh, three, uh, three homers for Chris Taylor. Two homers for A.J. Pollock. They're responsible for 10 of the Dodgers' 11 RBI last night in the Dodgers' uh, win against the Braves. Dodgers plus 190 to win two straight games. Yeah, kind of a difference there between the two series. Kind right? of. Three and two, both of them, yeah, kind of a difference. Dodgers got Scherzer going in game six. That has a lot to do with it. What are we going to do with, I mean, listen, we do, we've got to do our home run thing. I mean, this is, we, oh, did, it, yeah. we did it the other night. Yeah. Kelly, did you win? You won the other, when we did this the I, other night, didn't uh, you? There's so many rules I can't keep up Good with. Lord. What Whatever chap- the rules. What look, chapter is this? I feel, I we, feel can like, the new, we can make up new rules every every night. It doesn't matter. No one remembers <laughs> what our rules are. Like, like no one, we are only one, we're the only ones that remember what our rules are. I didn't know we did this for home runs. I thought we just did this for uh, football. Oh, I thought we did home runs the other night. Did we not do one for home runs the other night? I don't know. I think you're making up. I think I asked Paul Spore if he had to bet one what his. Yes, you did. You asked Paul Spore. That's what it was. He had to bet one what he would what he would pick. All right, I'll I'll give you one though. Um, I'm hell with it. Rafael Devers is going deep. I'm going with Altuve plus four hundred. That's a good call. Yeah, I'm going Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez not in the lineup. Is okay. I'm changing my mind. 
Three to one on Kike Hernandez. Bomb tonight. Plus four. You're on Kike. Oh, Kike. You are done as my guy. All right, Kike. By the way, is this is this part of our, is this, are we doing the twenty dollars thing? Let's do it. I might as well. Might as well. That's this fine. isn't the carryover from the other one though. Oh, I don't know. R- R- rules? rules? No, no, no. Rules expert? No, no. The, the Fresh one? Separate, separate categories. Yeah, these are separate yeah. pools. Separate this categories. one's 20. Yeah, people, no roll over here. Yeah, should, there's big money on the line come Monday people night. People should know our Ooh. first touchdown thing is a is a skin situation. It is. Skins it is. type yeah. game. Yeah. It's a rollover. Oh. This thing could get up to thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, I don't know about, about that, but it could get up to hundreds. Yeah. It, could, it could easily get up to hundreds. I'm switching mine, Bregman. I don't know if that mathematics works out, but okay. <laughs> I'm switching mine, Bregman. I don't want to be rooting for a Red Sox to hit a home run when I'm trying to get this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm switching mine. All right, let's go around and circle one more time. And, uh, Bregman. Bregman. Okay. Alvarez. Bregman, Jordan Alvarez. And I'm on Kike Hernandez. And you're on Kike Hernandez. Nathan Eovaldi with a 2.79 fielding independent this year. Really, really good. He did, he did hold, you know, hitters hit on him, though. 250. Two opposing batting average, as opposed to Luis Garcia, uh, the opposing batting average, 228 against him. But Eovaldi really got the uh, the unfortunate BABIP, 326. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't go his way. The strand rate somewhat low, had trouble keeping runners uh, from, uh, you know, from getting to the promised land, from getting home in innings. At a pretty low strand rate, strand rate's a little higher than that typically on average. So he had a, he had a couple bugaboos. Evaldi did, but really the one ace of this series, and we shall see. Game starts in about a minute. Kelly, yeah. let's update it. Oh, you want to over say twelve? Yeah, over twelve percent swinging strikes as well. So that's another like you can tell. That's another thing. Just to let you know that the guy's stuff was good as well. I mean, whenever you're getting that type of rate on swinging strikes, like Evaldi had good stuff. All year long, so it's not going to be easy for the for the Astros to get it home tonight. That being said, after Alex Bregman hits four home runs tonight, and uh, I go ahead and win our little pool and all the things, like, then there then there we have it. There we have it, <laughs> Kelly. We should probably update everything going on. Yeah, we'll uh, start first with the NBA action. The Wizards are on top of the Pacers. I don't like that. It is sixty-five to sixty, two twenty remaining in the first half. The Wizards, a three and a half point live favorite. So if you Wanted to wanted to tail along with me tonight. You can get a much better number, plus three and a half on the Pacers, two forty eight and a half. Your live total in this game. We've got uh, some pretty big performances so far. So far, Demondis a bonus, fourteen point six rebounds in the first half. Miles Turner with twenty one points yeah. in the first half. Wow, he's he might be if this Pacers team goes south, he will be. Uh, he's going to be putting on an exhibition to be traded all season long. So keep your eye on that one. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie with 18 points and four assists on the Wizards side of things. So some uh, standout performances going on in that game. Bertans with 11 as well. Bertans. Davisa Bertans. Davisa Bertans. <laughs> uh, Cavs up on the Hornets at half 59 to 54. Live numbers on that game. Cavs minus two and a half and 224 and a half. Kelly Oubre was 17 at half. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, the Knicks, check out this score 65 to 35 on the Road in Orlando. At and the reason I was like, the reason I knew all these box scores and was reading these offense because I was like, oh wow, they got 60. Julius Randle must have had a massive half. Seven points. Seven points. Seven points. They have 65 at half. Julius Randle has seven. Man. Okay. Live numbers. If you wanted to get in, you get 26 and a half points with the magic. <laughs> 203 and a half is the live What donor. is going on with these blowouts in the NBA the first few I, nights I don't, of the season? It, the blowouts, the injuries, it's weird. It's why Matt and I have said for the past week and a half, it, it's not why, it's still weird. But, yeah. like, part of the reason I we like to keep give it a couple weeks, let us get some data, let us see these teams a little bit. Because I, I, I think that Magic team this year could be 
Not bad. Like, they're, they're, real bad. Real bad. 30 at the half. This on yes. the heels of some, you know, a couple blowouts last night that were ridiculous. I also think that, like, I mean, Tibbs is a different kind of guy, man. Like, it's, like, you don't play hard for Tibbs every night. Yeah. Like, you're on the bench. You know, it doesn't matter if it's the regular season, the playoffs, the preseason. You're going to play 46 minutes, and you're going to play your heart out. We're on the way to our, what was it, 72-point what was what was it that that last preseason game that we oh, watched? Right, we're yeah. on the we're on the road right now. Well, they, oh, they, yeah. that preseason game we watched. They so lost like sixty eight points. They lost by sixty nine. Yeah. yeah, they were down seventy at one point late. It's yeah. Wild. Anyways, uh, we got Raptors Celtics. That is all tied up twenty three apiece right about the end of the first quarter. Wasn't that the Magic's too? The Magic too. I that think night? it was the. Magic. I think it was the. That was the Mavericks and somebody. Pretty sure it was the Mavericks. Uh, I don't think you're was right. It? Let's All check right. on that. Anyway, Celtics six and a half live. Just read the score. Two oh seven and a half is the live total. The Sixers leading the Nets into the first quarter, thirty four to twenty eight. The Sixers are a two three and a half point live favorite. Two twenty nine and a half is your live total. Let's uh, let's see. Let's go to the. College football next. Middle Tennessee all over UConn, 24-13, 8-30 remaining in the third. UCF on top of Memphis, 14-7, five minutes remaining in the first half. UCF a six-point live favorite, 57.5, your live total. On the ice, a couple games in action. Sharks up on the Maple Leafs, 4-2, and 12.5 minutes left in the second period. Sabres, 14-1 live right now. I'm sorry, it was the Hornets who lost to the Mavericks. By sixty-eight. Twenty dollars, twenty dollars. Pay it up. No, no, it was the Hornets. 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 It was the Hornets. You said it was the Mavs. As Mavericks. No, it was the, the Mavericks won. But they were a part of the game. Oh, well, you, uh, got, you guys game. didn't give the opponent. Oh, oh uh, this, uh, part of the game. That's not who, what we're talking about. <laughs> part uh, of the game. We'll come back. We'll be back. NFL Week Seven continues. Spaces primetime action. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on VSIN's primetime action, where soon we will do. Uh, off air <laughs> stuff on uh, Vsin the plus plus the plus plus we'll the do double plus yeah we'll just do what we talk about off air it'll be fun <laughs> it would be awesome people would love it I oh mean, they'd love it we wouldn't last long it's a different brand but yeah, yeah. it's very different it's all the secret bets get talked about that's where all the secret bets get secret talked bets. about our our premier darts place yes <laughs> behind the paywall secret bets <laughs> Panthers and Giants also Sunday morning what do you make of this game good lord. Is this part, did somebody go with a pick in this game in our contest entry? I do, you know what's funny? No, no, unless I did, and I don't remember if I did or not. <laughs> unless it, I did. It was on my short list of like eight. Did you guys not have that same problem this week? Of like, I guess I could play these seven or eight sides, but I don't like any of them. What do you got here? Injury report. I didn't. I, 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 Saquon I, I didn't out. Even, yeah, I mean, Sa- Saquon's yeah. out, Kadarius Tony's out, uh, and, and Kenny Galladay are all out. And then wow. they've got a couple of the other receivers in Shepard and, and uh, Slayton that are both questionable as well. I mean, it could just be a complete and utter nightmare for the Giants this week when it comes to to injuries, which is why, I mean, listen, I had a, I, I'll admit I had a lean to the Panthers, even though I have no confidence really in this team anymore. But look, Me either. There comes a point when you have just absolutely no playmakers exactly. whatsoever that a a middling team which again i think if we all if we power rated one like, like we do top 10 every if we went 1 to 32 the panthers would fall somewhere in that between whatever 15 to 19 yeah, yeah, 15 whatever to 15 to 20 ish range or something like that you've got like a middling team where the giants would obviously fall somewhere in that bottom 5 bottom 6 range and that's when they're all healthy. Now you have literally every single person that could possibly do anything for this team either definitely out or questionable to play in this game. So it's just it's it's really 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 crazy. I mean, there is a couple of injuries on the Panthers side of things. Terrace Marshall is out with a concussion for them and then um Cam Irving, their offensive tackle is questionable. So there's at least a, a couple of injuries there. I, I might just this. play the under and hold my nose. Like it's we're like like you said, we've seen this Carolina team struggling 
Yeah, there's nothing really there to be inspired by offensively. Their defense has at least played well for the majority of the season. And what are the Giants going to do? Daniel, Daniel Jones has to have one of these games uh, where he runs for like 50 or 60 yards or something. Where's this offense coming Yeah, from? No, it's true. I mean, look, and there's there, there's still a 43, kind of a rogue 43 available out there from a total standpoint. I mean, it, you, you do look at that, Kelly, and start to wonder, I mean, where do the points come from? I mean, the one thing that the, the Panthers' defense, even though they have slacked off over the last couple of weeks, the one thing that they are still doing well is getting to – is getting to the quarterback like they're they're still one up at the top of the league in pass rush win rate they're the the number one overall team actually still in pass rush win win rate in the league pressure rate their third overall as well so I mean they're they're going to get after Daniel Jones and then if you look at where this offensive line has been a real and listen the one good one good offensive lineman Andrew Thomas that they had they had to put on uh, on IR so like he's he's not there for the Giants either so they're already twenty seventh pass block win rate going up against the number one pass rush win rate team. And now he has, like, who's he going to throw to when he's getting when he's getting, when he's under pressure, when he's got all this other stuff going on? So, I mean, I admit, if I had to play this on a side, I'd lean to the Panthers. And, and I will be honest with you, I will be, this is one of the games I had circled for the injury report come um, 90 minutes before kickoff because I'm going to, if this thing goes real south for the Giants from an I mean, report, Ingram, Shepard, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of questionable. That's everybody. If yeah. those if, guys if, are out, that's a whole If it goes offense. real south, I will hold my nose and play the Panthers. And I understand, like, look, the the, the Panthers' offense leaves you nothing, leaves nothing to be desired. Like, it's nothing that you really want to play, and, and they've been pretty terrible here lately as well. But I will take... I will take their bad offense that at least has playmakers against a bad offense that has no playmakers and then hope that their defense can do just enough to go ahead and get this thing done at a field goal. So, yeah, I, I, this is one of the injury reports I'm going to be watching really, really hot and heavy 90 minutes before the uh, before kickoff. This is comical. Yeah. Like five wideouts, so either out or questionable. <laughs> Tony Galladay, Shepard Slayton, and Ross. I mean, it's, it's you can't make Saquon's this up. out. I mean, Saquon's it's every out. one of their playmakers. Yeah. Every Ingram, one of them. questionable. God, you're right. I'm betting the under forty. What, right so, now. and I how will it. this affect? You're right, Kelly. You you brought up the right question. How will this affect Daniel Jones' props? Like, if nobody's in there, I mean, on the one hand, you could you could scheme against it, right? You'd be like, we're not letting you run. Throw, yeah. beat us, beat us via the air. It, yeah, you just keep a spy on him. Yeah, yeah. It feels, it feels like if they don't do that, it feels like what was the game that Sam Darnold rushed for like a ton of yardage? It feels like it could be that exact same way for the Giants. Like Daniel Jones, like if you don't see anything, take off. Yeah, I, I Kelly, you're you you bring up that under though. I mean, even at forty three, I understand that it's a it's a low total it's low. in today's NFL, but like, where's it coming from? They're there's a there's a lot of ways this thing goes under. There's a lot of ways this thing goes under. Bengals at Ravens. I called the uh, Chiefs Titans probably the best game of the weekend. It was pretty good too. Bengals at Ravens, a uh, AFC North clash. You're a big Bengals guy. Ravens favored now by just six in this game. Uh, they have some knickknack injuries as well. Yeah. So right now, I mean, this is we we are seeing this a, a lot and a lot a lot more, and this is really interesting. For us, because we've just so we've seen this like morph over the last year, so it's six and a half across the board, rest of country, like they're in a they're in a six to be found, and then you can find six there are multiple sixes here in in uh in Las Vegas. So fairly interesting. There was some apparently some support here in Vegas on on the Bengals, and then six and a half across the rest of the country. Uh, forty six, forty six and a half 
your total there. On the Ravens side of things, Bengals injury report, no starters or anything like that, so nothing to to really be worried about. But on the Ravens side of things, Sammy Watkins, Latavius Murray are both out. Then Alejandro Villanueva and Bradley Bozeman, they're both starting offensive linemen. They are both questionable for this game. Linebacker Patrick Queen, also questionable for this game for the Ravens. So the big thing here is, you know, do you honestly believe in what you've seen so far out of Joe Burrow and company on the offensive side of the ball? And do you believe what you've seen from this new look defense on the defensive side of the ball? There are a lot of people out there, Gil, I've listen, I listen to a lot of smart people. Uh, you know, our, our frequent guest on here, Drew Densick being one of them, who believes that this is that this is not what you actually are getting with this team. He thinks there is smoke and mirrors involved with what we've gotten so far from Cincinnati. And 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 that very well could be very well could be the case and get proven here. Um, that being said, if you really look at what this what this Baltimore team does well and what they want to do, and that is blitz the hell out of you, their fifth they're fifth overall in the NFL in blitz rate, and that is, and I, I keep bringing this up. They're fifth overall in blitz rate in the NFL, and that was when they only blitzed Patrick Mahomes twice because they didn't they schemed it to where they didn't want to blitz Patrick Mahomes twice. So they would be, by far be the most blitz happy team in the NFL had they played a normal game against the the Chiefs, but that's just how they schemed it and didn't want to do it. So again, still fifth most in the NFL so far, despite the fact that they had a game where they really didn't blitz at all, and. You have this, then you have this, this, this Bengals offensive line for whatever reason. I mean, look, they did make a couple of investments and in, in some of these guys got older and more mature. It's not one of the worst offensive lines in the league anymore. And not only that, as far as pressure rates so far for Joe Burrow, it's only thir- thir- they're 13th best. Like they're in the upper half of the NFL as far as pressure rate allowed on Joe Burrow so far. Now, this is really going to be a test this week because they're going to get blitzes from all over the place. Can they pick those things up? Where are they going to get, you know, what are they going to do when the Ravens are coming from every single angle? Because we definitely know that that's what they're going to do. I mean, if you look back to last year, and you have to think they're going to look back to last year on this tape because if you got, I don't know if you guys remember this game from last year, but this was the, this was the, oh my God, I remember us coming in after this game last year and us going, Joe Burrow's not going to make it through the season. This right. was the one where he was, he was pressured on 49% of his drops. So literally every other <laughs> drop back sacked seven times oh, last year. He's brutal. Against this Ravens team. And you have to think that that is the tape that they have watched over and over and over and over again. So we can never allow this to happen again. You cannot have a successful offense if your quarterback every single, every other time he drops back is getting pressured. There's no way that you can run an offense here. So, um, I think that there's going to be some. I think there's going to be some some adjustments made. This run defense has been pretty good so far. Now I understand that Lamar Jackson has been passing much better from the pocket, and and I think that he's. A, I didn't get my home run single for Bregman. Just a single. <laughs> he, could, he could still get up again. What a loser. Um, home run is um, but one of <laughs> yeah, the things he, I, I think he's going to get another at bat. One of, one of the things I think that I would look at here from a from a prop standpoint is, is Joe Mixon on receptions, and so. Here's one of the things that you can do to neutralize guys if they want to if they want to blitz you all the time, which is what the Ravens want to do, and that is utilize your backside of the backfield on screens, on drop-offs and dumps and different little things like that. Joe Mixon hasn't been a huge receiving target over the course of the season. Then, then out of nowhere, last week, 
they got him really involved in the pass game. He had five catches last week in that game, and I think that they really started to scheme some of these backs out of the backfield catches for him. And it wasn't just like uh, it, one of those things where it was like it was a, a last resort. You know, I think they were actually scheming and trying to get the ball into Joe Mixon's hands. Um, listen, if this thing gets to seven, I haven't played it yet. If this thing gets to a full touchdown, I will be on Cincinnati side. I'll, I'll fully admit. If, uh, if it gets to a full touchdown, I don't think they're going to get blown out here. I mean, I think they could lose. I don't think they're going to get blown out. If it gets to seven, you're going to find me on the on the Cincinnati. Side. I'm with you. Those I'm with you. I've been, been waiting for it all all, all week, but uh, I'm with you. Those are all the morning games. Just six and of you them. Win. Alvarez you deep win. and gone. No, not. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Prove your fighting spirit this football season in the Modelo Giant Fantasy Challenge. Play for free in this three-part contest series for your shot at up to $9,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Giant Prediction to get in on the action. Modelo, brood for those with a fighting spirit. Must be 21 and older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Our man Kelly Bidlin's beer of choice here in Las Vegas. That's right. Yeah. That's right. My beer of choice in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah, yeah the, only, do you, the only thing, though, will you just drink it however they bring it to you, in the, or do you peel the foil from around the from around the lip of it? You know, because it comes with a gold foil. On well, the, yeah, there's a, I mean, I don't want Will you get, make sure that the foil I don't want to get not, too complicated here, but if you're going to drink it at home, I buy cans. You don't buy bottles at home. You buy cans because it's, it's, if you drink, you know, plenty, you want less weight to carry to the garbage can, right? Wow. It's very scientific. Hold on a second. <laughs> Bottles way more. I so mean, I buy cans okay, at home. If I'm out, then yeah, then however they bring it. I don't really. You, 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 so if it's, if the if there's yeah, a lot of foil left around the neck, you'll just drink. Yeah, it I'll just drink. It. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I got. I won't do that. So it comes with gold foil on yeah, top of yeah. it, and like sometimes it'll get. On the mouthpiece? Oh, you don't want that. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't mind a little tin I in my take, drink I sometimes. Foil, I got to take the foil <laughs> off. Yeah, I got to take the foil off. I can't. I can't do it. Kelly just Kelly just drink it out. You bring it to him. Have you ever bitten a tin foil? If you see Kelly bitling out, you just bring him a, a, a Modelo Especial. I want the foil all over the thing. Just just as much foil. I'll as gladly you. accept. Yes, Kelly doesn't care about no foil. He don't care about no foil. Uh, Jordan Alvarez. We were getting really excited into the break. We uh, Jordan Alvarez went warning track. He's credited with a double, an RBI double. He knocked in Alex Bregman, one to nothing Astros, but it hit the heel of Kike's glove. Should have been an out, but uh, Kike could not squeeze it, and so one to nothing Astros as we head to the second now uh, with uh, JD Martinez at the plate now taking his hacks. Is JD Martinez at the plate? Uh, taking his hacks against Garcia, I believe it is. I don't know. I see Martinez. Maybe it's not. Uh... Yeah, I believe it is. Okay, sorry. Yes, JD. Now we go back to the National Football League. By the way, what I was saying also, because of the six buys, so we're only with 13 games this week to begin with, then you have your Thursday, you have your Sunday night, you have your Monday night, only six games in that early window. So you get to actually pay attention to more Isn't that games. Nice. Yes. I have a TV for each game. There you go. Mm. Only six. This is it's going to be fantastic. Mm. Mm. I got, I don't a, have I got a TV for each I'm just game. saying I don't have to like I, I don't have to do the little four box on one of the TVs. <laughs> I I have a t- I got one for each game. I'm Brown. <laughs> Maybe I'll take in some baseball. <laughs> All right. Uh, early window of the late, if you know what I mean, 405 Eastern 105 Pacific. Eagles at the Raiders right here at Allegiant in Las Vegas. 
We've got across the board right now two and a half. There are actually that's not true. This is not 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 across the board at all. This is a pretty big difference. So if you are depending on which side you want to play, there Ooh, are, Eagles ter- uh, teaser territory. There are ample two and a halfs and ample threes available out there. So um, however you want to play this, be sure and shop around forty eight and a half and forty nine on the total here. From an injury standpoint, yeah, I don't know about the move. I mean, the movement certainly not from an injury news deal. So I don't, I don't know why this there, went. There's in favor. a couple. Sh- I mean, this might just be a Vegas thing, but there's a couple shops here in Vegas that we're. Uh, well, no, no, we're going the other way. I don't know what it is. You're right. There's no injury thing. Yeah. So uh, Eagles. Uh, Anthony Harris is questionable starter for them, but that's it. And if anything, you got a bunch of really good news here for the Eagles. So Lane Johnson is back for this team. And what that allows is not only is he one of the better offensive linemen there is in the NFL anyway, but that allows Jordan Mailata to move back to his normal side of the offensive line, which allows which which makes that much, much better because he's even come out and said he feels much more comfortable on the left side than he does the right side. So now you have one of the better offensive linemen back, and then you have one of the really good offensive linemen in the league moving back to his natural position. Then you get Dallas Goddard back as well on the Eagles side of things here. So I don't, yeah, I don't get the movement in favor of of the Raiders at all. Because um, again, if anything, it's really good news for for the Eagles on the Raiders. Clean injury report, no, uh, quite literally nobody that's listed as out or anything like that for for the Raiders. So we saw last week Raiders come out, and I don't know if it was a good thing. Maybe maybe John Gruden had maybe John Gruden lost his lost his edge had lost his edge. You know, I mean, because this this team looked much more explosive in the play calling. It looked. I think they're loose, man. I think they're yeah. so happy. They won't say it publicly necessarily. But I think they're so happy to be sort of gone of the pressure. Yeah, that- because I mean the 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 offense just in general though, like it just. It looked like it was flowing better. It looked like they were much more. It looked like they were even dare I say more innovative. That they were doing some some interesting things out there and all that. Like I, I was actually fairly impressed with what I saw going on there. But the real big thing here is their defense is predicated on getting pressure on the quarterback because they can't cover at all. Like I mean, the secondary is is absolutely terrible. And so what you're getting here is with the return of Lane Johnson. A fully healthy Philadelphia offensive line heading into the season was, according to several of the sites that rank all this stuff as we head into the season, this was supposed to be like a top six offensive line in the NFL. It just you know didn't pan out that way. They were dealing with injuries. Uh, Peters was away from football, all the different stuff like that. But now you have that full iteration of this offensive line that everyone thought was going to be one of the better offensive lines there is out there. So you now look at the Raiders who never blitz. They are dead last in blitz rate in the NFL. So you're asking now that front four to try to get pressure on Jalen Hurts with one of the better offensive lines in all the NFL. And like, that's probably not going to happen. That's like likely not to happen, at least not to happen very often anyway. So now what do you do? Do you start blitzing, which is not really how you play defense? Well, that's how defenses get in trouble a lot of times whenever they start doing things that they're not used to doing. And even if you do do that, then now you're you bring that thing, you bring the extra defenders. You don't get home, and now you have a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts who can actually hurt you with his feet as well. So, I think this is a weirdly kind of bad matchup for the Raiders in this thing. And listen, I'm not high on the Eagles long term, and I'm certainly not high on the Eagles uh, in the division or kind of anything like that. But I think this is a uniquely bad position for this Raiders defense just in general, and 
look, you're giving me two teams that I, if I'm rating them out, look, they're going to fall. We kind of do like we just were talking about. If we power rank these teams all the way out, these teams are going to fall within two or three of each other, right? Yeah. And you're giving me a field goal with with this one team that's getting more healthy and and should have us a, a, a full strength offensive line, getting Dallas Goddard back, et cetera, et cetera. I'll take the points with with the Eagles here. Um, you there, know, there's a litany of stats through the years, also with the Eagles, that when Lane Johnson plays, they are a markedly better football mm-hmm. team over the years. And so he is. This is what he's always. You know, you always have to check the injury report for him. He is in this one, and I, I don't hate your play here. I think you might be right. It's a. It, here's the thing: of the afternoon games, it's the only one that's lined anything shorter than twelve and a half. It's crazy. <laughs> I, mean, I, w- I would lean that way too. I, I no play for me right now, but I definitely lean Eagles over Raiders. And here comes the parade of the big favorites: Lions at Rams, also four oh five Eastern, one oh five Pacific. Uh, the Jared Goff Matthew Stafford revenge spot. Yes, this is our revenge game number one. We got another revenge game coming up. This is revenge game number one. Uh, from the injury side of things, Trey Flowers, linebacker for the Lions, questionable. TJ Hawkinson, tight end, questionable. And then you also have DeAndre Swift, questionable as well for the Lions. On the Rams side of things, as usual, only one guy listed as questionable, Sony Michelle. This team has run so pure. From an injury standpoint, this season it is. I mean, we had the preseason injury, obviously, which which was terrible. But as far as once the season got going, they've run so incredibly pure. Um, only Sony Michelle, who is the backup running back anyway, Daryl Henderson is back and healthy, and so he's the only guy listed as questionable for this one. This comes down to how much do you think the Rams are going to keep their foot on the gas? Every single metric favors them, and I honestly like every single metric, every single offensive metric, every single defensive metric. Every single everything favors the Rams in this game. There's not one single thing that the Lions do better than the Rams so far through six weeks of the season. Not one single thing in football that they do better. So do you believe that Sean Payton, like me, is going to make Jared Goff go back to L.A. and cry tears of tears of sadness on the sideline? Not tears of joy. Tears of sadness on the sideline. Show him who's boss. Show him why they shipped him out of town. Why they brought Matthew Stafford to town and absolutely embarrass this Lions team? Or do you think, no, he's a kind, gentle soul who doesn't <laughs> that, want Jared Goff. You really are all about the Sean McVay wants to show it, it's Jared like the, Goff. It's like the honestly, reverse revenge angle. Yeah, like, honestly, it's very honestly, odd. Honestly, what, what, what else is there in this? I mean, it's like, it's like a far superior team who is literally one of the top three power-ranked teams in all the NFL who we think has a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender-like shot against a team that is legitimately a bottom three team. So there's there's no there's no handicap here. There's no it's like this team is going to is going to beat this other team badly. It's just how badly do they want to beat them is where is really all I'm with, I mean this game I can't I, I can't see how you'd make a bet on the Lions. I'm with you. Where do where do you think you'll be during the afternoon window? Do you think you'll be watching all of these games if they if, let's say they become the blowouts that they're supposed to be. This and the, the two games that follow. It's it's gonna be a tough watch. TBD Gil. TBD. Yeah. This might be a Kelly. Is this a is this a golfing Sunday? Is this like you know a little afternoon tea time? Oh, this is definitely the weekend. If you need to go play or do something, yeah, get out there this weekend. Yeah. College football's not even that great either. Like that afternoon window. Probably don't need to sweat the games too much. You can just kind of like look down at your phone every now and then. Texas card. uh, uh, Texans Cardinals rather. Bears Bucks next. Veasan's primetime action.
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th at VEASAN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit VEASAN.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's VEASAN.com slash SBNC. You kind of want to do that, Kelly? Play sports betting national championship? Is a little part of you want to want to participate in yeah, that? Yeah, of course. But, Even though we are but we can't. ineligible. We are ineligible, yeah. yeah. Do they, they confined it to certain sports. Didn't Johnny say that? 
Ooh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I know so. part of the reason for the date, the choosing of the date was to get more sports involved. Yeah. But I don't I don't really know. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, you're right. The DraftKings menu is so big. Like, yeah, maybe they don't want like cricket involved or something like well, that. I, I don't or, think you. I, I, I got the sense that you couldn't play some rogue golf tournament, for instance, or tennis or something like that. Right. Yeah. It might. It might just be like the big four sports or something like that. The big four. Speaking Which of, is how they should do it. Because if not, then yeah. it's like if you're betting stuff that's happening in the middle of the night, then it's not. Yeah. I, people don't know. Yeah. You could be a Ukrainian soccer expert and who yeah. knows clean what, up in the middle of the night. What was ours last year? Ours, you could bet on anything. Be, could bet on anything. Which is how, yeah. which is how Rufus got up there because he bet on one of those weird golf tournaments in right. the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that happened in the middle. Of, like we woke up and he had shot up the leaderboard. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a smart way other, to do it. Yeah. yeah. But that's kind of one of the other things. So it's like, Oh, no, no, no. Oh. He pimped it as if he really got it, and he did not. He did not. We're going to the third inning, one to nothing. Astros. Possible closeout game. We this week it. is the stink. <laughs> it is the stink. It uh, is. Final two afternoon games. These are 425 Eastern, 125 Pacific starts. We will do this Sunday night and Monday night games because these are the stink. Texans at Cardinals. <laughs> biggest spread of the year in the National Football League. 18 in the contest, it was 18 and a half. Uh, here's our other revenge game, guys. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins' revenge game. Yes. So, revenge spot here. I'm more likely to believe the DeAndre Hopkins' revenge than I am what you were trying to get at with uh, McVay. Uh, or J.J. The- J. Watt. <laughs> The, I mean, he did not leave that. He left that organization on very bad terms. Yeah. I, I'm sure he would like to rub that in. Double revenge spot here yeah. for the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Man, I didn't even think about I didn't. You know what? I didn't put that into my handicapping of this one, guys. Double revenge spot for the 18-point favorite. <laughs> can't, um, can't play it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Justin Britt, center for the Texans, is questionable. And Jaleel Johnson, defensive tackle, is out for them on the Cardinals side of things, um, fairly good injury report for those guys. Jordan Hicks, linebacker, is questionable, and then um, you do have Rashard Lawrence, backup defensive tackle for them, who is out. But pretty, pretty good injury report for those guys. Again, DeAndre Hopkins always seems like he's battling something. Not no no injury designation at all. Kelvin Beecham, an offensive tackle for them. This is a uh, pretty good, pretty good for uh, the. The Cardinals as well. Guy's been on the injury report basically every week the whole season. He's now off of the injury report, and I think most most notable here on the injury report is is no Kyler Murray yet again. So whatever we were hearing about that shoulder, maybe it was a little bit blown out of proportion a little bit with that shoulder because at least last year they did put him on the injury report during all that time that the shoulder stuff was going on. So if you take a look at this one, guys, I mean, look, it's it's what do we do with this as well? This is this is one of those. Seriously, do you handicap this in the how the Cardinals do have at least a little bit of motivation, I think, to take the foot off of the gas, right? And and maybe I'm just reading too too much into this, but you've got JJ Watt on the team who has not been the epitome of health over the last three years. Yep. You've got Chandler Jones on the team who's battled injuries of his own, missed all the last year with injuries. If there is even a little tiny nagging thing going on with the shoulder with Kyler, 
at any at the first moment that you can, you're going to want to get him out of there as well. So I do believe with a team like the Cardinals, if you look at some of the key players out there in a Chandler Jones, in a J.J. Watt, in a Kyler Murray, if this DeAndre, I mean, they say DeAndre Hopkins battles some sort of something all year long, right? I mean, if there's anything that's like bothering him, like does he hit the sideline pretty quick? Because again, this this Cardinals team now, it's no it's no joke anymore, right? I mean, they're this is no this is no longer like man i hope we make the playoffs this is a let's go win the division let's go win the you know let's let's go win the conference let's go win the super bowl i mean that, that that's the aspiration of this team now and so i cannot imagine you see any of those guys playing in a 24 27 point game and and does that leave the back door open for a really really poor pathetic it do texans team i think it probably does right mm-hmm. and so that's the thing that's why i can't Back the Cardinals, you're like 18 points, 18 and a half points in an NFL game. I don't know if we had one that big last year. I don't think we did. No, the Rams were a 17 point favorite at home against yeah. the Jets. Yeah, like I don't think we had one that big last year. It's one of the bigger ones that I can remember. Wonder how I remember. Yeah, that. yeah you remember that for some reason, Gil? Does that game stick out to you? <laughs> sort of. I, I don't. I you know look I don't remember one this big in in a hot minute actually even and so it's just a lot of points in an NFL game and then again I keep circling back to this deal where I can't read the minds of what's going on in the coaching staff for Arizona and stuff but I, what I can say is JJ Watt on that defensive line has made a massive 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 difference when they when you have to account for him it frees up these other guys to be able to go and do things. And from a run-stopping standpoint, he's like one of the only guys that can really stop the run on that defensive line as it is. And so you just you don't want him out there playing meaningless snaps. You don't want Chandler Jones out there playing meaningless snaps. You don't want Kyler Murray dropping back to pass on a on a snap when you're up 27 points in a late in a third or early fourth quarter. Like you don't want that, you know? I mean, like that that, that can derail a season very very quickly for no reason. So for all of that, I have to be honest like if I didn't if I were to play this game, I would play the Texans. I'm not even kidding. Like if I, if I were playing this game, I would play the Texans side. Wonder uh, if it comes up in our Circa Million uh, yeah, bartering. I think, it, I think it will. I think it will. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a quick Google search will find that this is the largest point spread in the NFL since Week Eight of 2020. There you go. <laughs> the Chiefs hosting the Jets were 20 and a half point favorites. Really? Last year. Yeah. Okay. Sounds familiar. That yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, okay. That sounds familiar, but Chiefs did not cover that? Uh they did. They did. Final score thirty five to nine. <laughs> Jeez. You know, I remember anything from like nineteen eighty seven, but last year can't recall. I don't remember that game. You wanna know why? Yeah, because when remember. every time we got to a Jets game, all we did was say yeah, survivor play. Yeah. Survivor play. <laughs> bet against the Jets. Yeah. Bet against like but we didn't well, there was no analysis because they were no. so they were so bad. So that, bad. There was just no analysis whatsoever. All right, Bears at Buccaneers the last afternoon game. Buccaneers favored by 12. There is a pretty robust injury report here for both. Yeah, this one's not all that great, actually, from a from a Bucks standpoint. And kind of a, I think it was one of those everyone thought like, oh, veteran day, veteran day, veteran day, veteran day. And then the injury report came out, and then Antonio Brown is, is, is out. Like, he's not going to play in this game. So Antonio Brown's out. Rob Gronkowski's out. Levante David is out. We knew Richard Sherman was going to be out as well. And then you've got Jason Pierre-Paul and O.J. Howard, who are both questionable for this one. Jimmy Graham got moved to the COVID list, and then you've got Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, and Akeem Hicks, who are all listed as questionable for the Bears. And so, yeah, both sides 
not great. Like both both sides are definitely not great from an injury standpoint. I mean, if Allen Robinson can't go, that is just I mean, that's horrible for and, this Bears. And he team. sounded I mean, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, from what I read today, it sounded like he is truly questionable, if not on the downside of it. Keem Hicks, Cleo Max should be good to go. Yeah, the yeah, I, from I, I think from what yeah, from what I gathered, it's like the the true game time decision thing for Allen Robinson. So like, like you hear that so often is not really the case, yeah. but like true game time decision. For, for Allen Robinson in this game. So what we're looking at here... Oh, the Wizards are on an 11-0 run over the past minute and 22 seconds. That's real cool, Pacers! Let's go! <laughs> you still got a quarter and two minutes. <laughs> yeah. You're fine. Everybody makes a run in the end. It was like tied 20 seconds ago, though, and I looked over. I'm like, oh. Yeah, but okay, Davisa cool. Bertan must have done something. Yeah. You still have Sabonis. It's fine. So there are... And, and, and so this is why we always say, hey... Have multiple outs and hey, shop around. There are every there's everything from eleven to thirteen on this game available right now. Yeah. In the various books around the country. So this is definitely one of the hey, shop around. There are tons of different numbers out here. Here's the thing. They still have Mike Evans. They still have Chris Godwin. And they still have Tom Brady. And they still have Tom Brady. So they're going to win the game. Do you want to lay the twelve? I don't think I do at this point with all the with all the injuries and stuff and things like that. So, I know. did a weird, weird teaser with them down to. I mean, I got a bad number at this point. It was twelve and a half, so I teased it down to six and a half with the Packers. Mm-hmm. I I'm not yeah, the injury report was not great for me today, yeah. Matt. But I'm not really that worried about it's, it. Still, look, it's like we said. The one way you attack this Bucks, you cannot run on them at all. They're the, they're the best run defense in in the league. So with that, you have to pass. Justin Fields, maybe without Allen Robinson, like, good luck. You yeah. know, good luck. If They're Justin win the Fields game. beats me, he beats yeah. me. I'll take Tip it. Tip of the yeah. cap. Yeah. So be it. Uh, you didn't get Davisa Bertans. You got Raul Neto. Yeah, Bertans has uh, 14. Yeah. Neto was the uh, one that went on that run there. 103-92 Wizards. We'll update all the scores. We'll do Sunday and Monday Night Football. V-Sins, prime time action next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.